Uh, g'day and welcome to On The Road. My name's Scott Gibbons. Oh, it's terrific to be with you. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. And if you're a regular, welcome back. By golly, it's good to have you with us. We do love it. Now, it's been such a big week. It looks like most of Australia is coming out of COVID. It looks like it. And the borders might be opening. And it's just going to be, maybe, a terrific Christmas for everybody. So if you're a new listener, you might be wondering, what is this show about? It's all about the RV world. That is the recreational vehicle, your caravan, your motorhome, your camper trailer, your tent, seeing Australia, learning some new things, going over some old things. Ah, we have a good time. And then we mix it up with Aussie music only only Aussie music. So we try and keep you happy all the way through, give you some good stuff. I get some good stuff back. Oh, your feedback. Thanks for your feedback. (laughs) Do love getting that. We really, really appreciate it. So what's happening at the moment? Well, as we mentioned, it looks like some of the borders are going to be open and we might, we might all be around for Christmas to be able to see all the way around Australia again, which would be fabulous. Now, one of the things that's happening is There's so many vehicles being sold, so many RVs out there on the marketplace that are being sold now. So things are happening. And if you're new to it, the one of the most challenging things, if you like, or interesting things or strange things is when you're towing your caravan, say, and a truck's coming up behind you, what happens if the truck catches you and then they're behind you and your van on a single lane highway? Well, what do you do? Well, the best thing to do is just maintain your speed, just maintain your speed, and the truckie then knows what speed you're going, so he knows what he's got to do to overtake you, because he's got to make some decisions and get the right speed going. Now, so whatever you do, when you see the truckie coming up behind you, don't slow down, because if you slow down, he's got to slow down, (laughs) then he's lost his momentum, and the whole thing is over. So, best thing to do, if you've got a caravan, a nice thing is to have your UHF radio channel on the back. So you might say channel 18, channel 40, whatever you want to use, or channel 18 and 40. The trucks will normally use channel 40, and then they can call you through, you can call them through. If you've got a rear view camera from Polaris, Polaris GPS, then you will know who's behind you as you're driving along. You can see who's behind you because your camera will show you. And then you can say, hey, big truck behind me from XYZ Trucking Company. Uh, If you want to come by, let me know. And then they will talk to you and it's just going to be happy days. So all you do is is maintain that speed. The trucky goes by. Now, when when, when the truck pulls out, then you can back off your foot off your accelerator a bit because that makes it easier for him to get past you and pull in. That's the nice thing to do. You can have a little chat with him once he's overtaken and you know wish him a good day. He'll probably wish you a good day. Everything's going to be lovely. So you've got to communicate with your UHF. And if you want a UHF, if you haven't got one, there's an Australian one. The Australian one is called GME. GME, Australian Made. And there's a website, GME net.net.au and they've got a whole bunch of radios there for you and they've got them for four-wheel drives and for touring and obviously for caravans and they've got them for boating and fishing and agriculture and heavy vehicles and camping and outdoors all the things even if you want to go shopping they'll have a little baby one there for you if you want to go shopping so you don't lose yourself in the malls and things now that we're allowed back into those so there's some things for you and don't forget and this is really important overnight stops for trucks truck stops are for trucks those people they're on the road they're roughly on the road for about seven hours at a time and they're driving those big things and some of them 
like a 53 and a half metres long. 53, that's longer, and we discussed this a few weeks ago, that's longer than an Olympic swimming pool. So when they come in, they're tired, they want to sleep, and they don't want to have their parking areas with, with all camper vans and camper trailers and, and just cars because they need the room to get in, manoeuvre, have a rest. Because They have to have their sleep. They have to have their rest by law. They're not allowed to continue on and, and just park in town. They have to pull into those areas. So that's the nice thing to do. You know, we do the right thing and the right thing gets done back and that's beautiful. I think that's a wonderful thing. So what you don't want them to have is Mayhem to Madness. Now, Mayhem to Madness is a new album that's at McClymonts. The McClymonts, if you know them, they're three girls. It's oh, terrific. And they've got a, a new song called Lighthouse Home off the Mayhem to Madness album. So why don't we have them? Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. We are on the road. If you want more on the road, then you just go onto our website, ontheroadmedia.com. .au, of course, <laughs> ontheroadmedia.com.au. And if you go on there and you go through those podcasts, oh, there's 60-odd podcasts there for you. So you're never going to be lonely. You're <laughs> never going to be lonely. So if you want a good source of Aussie music, then that's what you do. You go onto our ontheroadmedia.com.au, click the podcast, and you've got music galore, and you can listen to the rest of the show as well. So here we go. Here's the McClymouth.
Ah, the McClimates. They are fabulous. Good luck, girls, in the contest. That would be wonderful if you can do good on that again. Uh, now, Morton Bay, Morton Bay Caravan Camping, Boating, four-wheel drive expo, that's coming on on the 12th, the 14th of February. The shows are back. The shows are back. That's going to be at the Redcliffe Showgrounds. Oh, aren't we happy? Then you've got the Southport Queensland Caravan Camping Fishing, four-wheel drive expo. That's on the 9th, the 11th of April. Cairns, the Cairns Showgrounds, 7th and 9th of May. If you go to the Cairns one, you lucky ducks. If you get to go there, you will meet, I'm sure you'll meet the people from Bogout, Bogout bogout.com.au. Oh, they're fabulous people. And their products, Aussie, 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 Aussie made, Aussie designed, Aussie company, and they get you out. They get you out. You're in trouble. They get you out. Bogout.com.au. You have a look at them. The Townsville Show, 14 to 16 of May. That's at Reed Park, Townsville and Mackay, 21, 23 of May. Oh, that's going to be good. However, what else is going to be good is the Newcastle Show in New South Wales. That's coming on, and that's on the Friday the 5 to Sunday the 7 of February. Oh, not long to wait. What a Christmas present that's going to be. Some tickets to that, I would think, would be lovely. And then you get to go to Newcastle as well. Then the big one, or the big one for New South Wales anyway, is the Holiday Super Show. And that is Tuesday the 13th to the Sunday the 18th of April 2021. That's the Rose Hill Gardens Racecourse and Caravan and Camping Lifestyle Expo at the Illawarra. Oh, what a reason to go down there. Now, we did the Illawarra just a few weeks ago. Oh, what a fabulous place that is. So that's Friday 2, Sunday 4 July, and that's at the Campbell Games Racecourse and, of course, Canberra. Oh, you've got to go to Canberra. Canberra's magic. And what an excuse to go. Friday 22, Sunday 24, October 2021. That's at the Exhibition Centre in Canberra. But those folks that are going to Moreton Bay, that's on the 12th to the 14th of February. 14th of February is Valentine's Day. What a beautiful thing, eh? What a beautiful thing. Instead of flowers, instead of roses, instead of chocolates, you get to go and pick out a whole new caravan, a whole new camper trailer, a whole new cooking set, whatever you want. Just magic. Now, if you want to, if during the COVID thing where, you, where you're learning your cooking skills to do some campfire cooking, if you want to learn about that, then you go to Tim Bates. Uh, for, go on to YouTube, Tim Bates, 4WD Adventures. Tim Bates, 4WD Adventures. And he's got a whole series of, of YouTube videos on there that will show you how to do cooking and camping and how to get away and how to do four-wheel driving. Lots of hints, lots of fabulous things. I met Tim some years ago and we've just stayed in contact. And, oh, the stuff that he sends through is just terrific. Now, speaking of just terrific, some of the people, some of the entertainers that were um, working right up until COVID started and then they had to stop and some didn't stop. Yes, they couldn't perform publicly, but what they did do is they got out there and they went onto, onto Facebook and whatnot and they did concerts and one of those was Brian Ralston. Brian Ralston, if you go onto YouTube, Brian Ralston self-taught. Now, he's got a song that's coming out shortly called... I played one for you last week, which was uh, The Oldest Roadies. And I had so much feedback on that. By golly, it was good. Gail, all the way from up in Queensland, contacted me and said that was so good. Well, what Brian's going to do is he's going to open up a new website and he's going to let you download that song for free and he'll let me know when that's going to happen. But this one's just called Just Keep Breathing. And I don't think it had anything to do with COVID, but what an apt title, eh? What an apt title. Just keep breathing. So here he is. Now, you'll love his voice. His voice is raspy. The song's long, but he gave himself all the way through COVID. He had some injuries. He bashed himself up. He did various things, but he still performed 
every week on on the on the internet machine so that we could all enjoy his music. So here you go. Here's Brian Rawson. You enjoy that. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. The show is on the road. Great being with you.
Uh, thanks, Brian, for singing that for us. That's Brian Ralston. Caravan and camper trailer sales are booming. Now, carsguide.com.au, they did a report. They said they are booming because travel-starved Australians are now hitting the road rather than hitting the cruise ships and hitting the airports and doing all the things. So what they've said is if you want a motorhome or a caravan or a camper trailer, you better get in quick I mean, Santa Claus is, is coming to town. That's pretty true. Because new and new stock is running low due to the demand. And bearing in mind, we, we lost Melbourne. We lost Victoria, who produced about 80% of our RV market. They actually manufacture there. And they were out of work. They, they were told to stop. So you've, you've got this backup, this backlog. So the order backlog is, is Maine's a favourite. And this was before the COVID. This is 2019. Australia just became the favourite and the flavour for Aussies. So there you go. So to caravan parks across Australia, they reached an average occupancy level of something like 72% in cabins, 64% in powered sites for the week in September. But as confidence comes back and now the borders are reopening, oh, it's going to be mad out there. It's going to be a lot of fun. And there's going to be a lot of first-timers. So all of you experienced folk, you know, be prepared to give a hand and help people back in and uh, reverse, give them some guides, make it nice and easy for them because we all love it. And we all had to start, didn't we? We all had to start. So dealerships are getting increasing demand for used items. New, very hard to buy a new caravan. Very, very hard. If you want one before Christmas, very hard. But stick around because I might have a clue for you. I might have a clue for you. Now, the important part is you've got to buy Australian. You've got to buy Australian, because, you know, that's what it's all about. We help Aussies, Aussies help us, and you get a better product where you can get the parts. That's the thing. You can get parts if you need them. But if it comes from overseas, you don't know the quality of the steel. You don't know the calibre of the tyres. You don't know the calibre of, oh, just stick with Aussie. And then you know that you've got a warranty that really means something. So all of that lockdown. But I promise you, I said you might have a good chance to get a caravan pre-Christmas. And the way you do that is you get in touch with Paravans. Paravans. You know Paravans at Windsor. We talk about them all the time. And if, if you want one, I'll give you their phone number. It's 02-4577-5577. They've got a new caravan range in there called Ocean Breeze. And they've got a, a range of sizes. And they're getting a collection in for you to select from. So you can maybe, I would reckon you're going to get your caravan pre-Christmas if you get onto them right away. So you go onto paravans.com.au, paravans, with a P, A-R-R-A-V-A-N-S, paravans.com.au, or 024577 So that's paravans. That might get you your new caravan, a luxury ocean, ocean breeze on. Oh, the value on them, oh, they are terrific pricing. You'll be 
amazed at how good a value they are. You'll be really amazed. Now, the other thing you've got to look at, this is what Santa Claus has got to bring you. Santa Claus has got to bring you something from off-road systems. Now, off-road systems, you hear about me talking about them so often because, again, they're Aussie. Again, they manufacture here. <clears throat> Pardon me. They manufacture in Australia. So at off-road systems, they don't just build drawers. They build an entire vehicle storage solution. So they sell a full range of storage and safety equipment such as your fridge slide, your cargo barrier, your stainless steel water tank, your cargo barrier shelves, as well as other useful items such as the draw top table, a traveller table, the car back kitchen. And what you do, <laughs> you drive in your standard vehicle and you drive out in a machine that's set up to tackle anything. So they And they manufacture the stuff right here in Australia. So you've got, if you wish, if you wish, you can have a standard two-drawer uh, set of drawers, but if you want yours designed for you, customised for you, just talk to them. But the standard two two drawers, you'll be able to get that straight away, I reckon. I reckon they'll be able to make you pretty happy. But you've got fridge packs and stainless steel water tanks and fridge slides and cargo barriers and drawer top tables and security boxes and fridge slides. And they can help you with your outback lighting. And you can have, if you want your drawers made out of aluminium, uh, then you can do that. <clears throat> Pardon me, you can do, they've got so many things. So whatever you want, they will help you. That's Off-Road Systems, O-F-F-Roadsystems.com.au. By golly, they are really, really nice people. Now, <laughs> this is what I'm getting to. Graham from Off-Road Systems, terrific bloke. And he's got an old Land Cruiser. He's got a couple of Land Cruisers. He's, he's a bit of a Land Cruiser. For, and I found this song for him. It's called The Old Land Cruiser. I'm going to play it for him. I'm going to play it for you. It's called The Old Land Cruiser. It's from Graham Roger. I think you're really going to enjoy this. It's a really good song. Graham Roger, R-O-D-G-E-R. It's called The Old Land Cruiser. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. The show is on the road. Again, if you want to get your caravan pre-Christmas, brand new, you talk to paravans.com.au. If you want to get your drawer system, if you want to get a border tank, a fridge pack, whatever you want, a fridge slide, then you go to offroadsystems.com.au. Tell them that you heard about us on the show because they are terrific people. They're Aussie. And, and we, that's what we're here to do. So we're going to play an Aussie song for you. This is Graham Roger, The Old Land Cruiser. Here we go. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. Back with you in a little while. I got an old land cruiser. She's a real bruiser. I had to think for 15 years. She looks as rough as old boots, but I don't give a hoot And she grates through all of the gears The motor's near a shot, and it isn't worth a lot The old track really suits me fine Hey, you can have your fancy jeeps I'm happy just to keep this old and cruiser of mine The old canvas stop has nearly rotted up But it gets me where I want to go Paint is wearing thin, and the rust is creeping in And the tailpipe is full of holes she uses lots of oil and occasionally she boils And the gearbox has a deathly whine But it would break my heart if I ever had to part With this old land cruiser of mine Well you can keep all your fancy four-wheel drives Nothing all the way to the bank She's not much to look at, babe, but I'm telling you She's almost built as tough as an old army tank Came over in his new Range Rover. His 
really been the talk of the town. So we planned a little trip to camp and just a fish and do some four wheel driving in the sand. Oh, well, he bugged her on the beach just above the tidal reach. Really looked a sorry sight. They got his temper really flared when I pulled him out of there with this old land cruiser of mine. It'd really be a sin if I had to trade her in. There's a few good years left in her yet. But the wife's been on my back and I've been copping lots of flax. So to keep the pieces probably for the best. But it'll be a sad loss when she's finally pinched off. She's given me some wonderful times. It's gonna break my heart the day I have to part with this old land cruiser of mine. Jeeps, I'm happy just to keep this old land cruiser of mine. Well, you can have your fancy jeeps. I'm happy just to keep this old land cruiser of mine. Uh, Scott Gibbons, again, I've got some last-minute fabulous news for you. I was just talking with Steve of Paravans. That's Paravans with a P, and they're in Windsor, New South Wales. Their Black Friday sale is still going. It's going all the way through to Monday, the 30th of November, inclusive of that Monday. And you can give them a call on 024577-5577. That's 24 Four five double seven double five double seven or paravans.com.au. They've got a whole heap of redu- reduced prices. <laughs> reduced prices on a, on a bunch of their vans right now. But importantly, they've also got the Ocean Breeze brand new caravans called Ocean Breeze, and I reckon. If you talk to them nicely, you might even get your brand new caravan from Paravans before Christmas. So you talk to them about an ocean breeze and your Black Friday is going to be absolutely fabulous. I'll give you that phone number again, 024577-5577, Paravans with a P, paravans.com.au, paravans.com.au. Oh yeah, very exciting when you get a new van, very exciting. Now if you haven't, uh, tested your hot water system if you've been uh, having your van in storage and you've got a hot water system that has an anode just a little reminder go and check your anode that it's all okay good enough for you to use again because if you anode they're self-sacrificing which means that they get eaten away uh, intentionally inside your hot water service and what happens then is that if you if you need to, if too much of it's been eaten away and you need to change it, that's fine, change it. But if too much has been eaten away and you don't change it, then it starts eating away your hot water service and that 
is really expensive. You get yourself in hot water, but you can't really use it. This is bad. So importantly, check your anode. So if, if your hot water service has an anode, they're not that hard. You can go onto YouTube and find out how to change it, but that's one of the things I would suggest you do. And importantly, there's so many other things that you've got to do. If you're getting a new van then uh, or a new camper trailer or, or something new, then you've got to have a whole bunch of gear with you. And, and you might think, well, I bought the caravan now. I'm ready to go. But there's things that you need. There's some basic basics. So your electrical system on your caravan is 240 volt or, or 12 volt and either way you're going to need a 240 volt power connection cable, so an extension lead in other words, but not the extension lead you've got at home probably because the one you've got at home will be 10 amp and what you need is a 15 amp. It has a different plug on it, different plug. So it means you can't plug your 15 amp in to a normal household connector. It just doesn't work. So you need to buy one of those, probably from your caravan supplier, and you'll get uh, maybe a 20 meter cord. You need one of those. And some people suggest you should buy two, just in case one of them breaks, you run over it, you lose it, whatever, or in case the power connection point that you need is further away than 20 meters because then you don't have power at all so maybe a good idea to have two of those not trying to give you extra weight but there's a thought and then the other thing that is a real beaut thing to buy is called an amp fibian that's a-m-p-f-i-b-i-a-n a-m-p-f-i-b-i-a-n it's an amp fibian and what that does is it allows you to plug your 15 amp caravan into a 10 amp connector without blowing up your house. You're not going to overload anything. They're a safety device. They're designed to do exactly that. So I would suggest Santa Claus should bring you one of those. That would be a good thing. Now, the other thing Santa might need to bring you is when you connect up to water, you connect in, you go into your, uh, your caravan park and you go to connect to water, make sure that you've got all your correct fittings with you. It's worthwhile having the, the fittings with you. But you've also got to have your hose to connect up from the caravan park's tap, if you've got a, a power and water site, from your caravan park's tap onto your, your caravan or your camper trailer or whatever it be. So you need a hose. Now, again, you can't use your garden hose from home. You can, but you're not going to appreciate it. It's going to be bad. You'll get a nasty taste in the water, and the water ends up with an odour and, ah, yuck, because that's garden hose. That's just for, it's plastic water. What you need is a proper suitable for drinking hose and again you'll get that from your caravan parts supplier and they're normally white and they'll have blue stripes on them generally don't have to but there you go and and what you'll find is that that will be just perfect for you but you need that you need at least one of those they're 15 to 20 meters long and you need those very important the other thing you'll need is i would suggest to you is a water filter if you're going to buy a water filter then you buy the best one you can and the best one you can is called best b-e-s-t and they're australian as well so you've got to have one of those that's terrific another little hint for you is you need what some people call the gray hose some call the solage hose and what it is when you empty the sink, your, your kitchen sink, or you empty your showers or whatever, the water from there comes out a single pipe, generally at the back of your caravan, and you need to not just let the water run out of that onto the ground because your neighbours are not going to be happy and you're going to have a puddle there and that's going to be all smelly water. So RV Daly did a, a whole thing on this and I hope very clever, very careful, very good. Uh, so importantly, what you've got to do is have a grey hose or a sunage hose, connect that onto the back of your van and then you run that along till you find a little tree or somewhere nice so that it runs away from your site and not into anybody else's site. That's a good thing to do.
Wheel chops are another thing. You think, oh, I won't need those. I don't need levelling ramps. I'm pretty good. Every every caravan park has level sites. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. So two things. You, you can learn from me or you can learn the hard way. But levelling up, it's a pretty easy thing to do, but you've got to buy the levelling ramps. I would suggest they're normally plastic and they're normally in pretty colours, so you'll find them. And they'll have a couple of chops with them and the little levelling ramps, and it's worth while you can make your own you can chop up some some bits of wood and do it yourself and if you're clever like that oh good you good you i think that's fabulous another thing that's a good thing to have is a ground mat santa claus is going to be busy this year for you i think the caravan's going to get more prezzies than yourself so as long as the caravan shares with you then happy days but you need a ground mat because not every caravan park has a nice clean concrete slab outside the van and if you're free camping, then there's not going to be any nice, clean concrete slabs anywhere. So most will just have grass or gravel or, or even just dirt. And what happens is you're walking in out of your van and your shoes and whatnot will connect those tiny little um, sharp, <laughs> sharp stones, drop them all over your vinyl flooring, and then you're going to walk around in bare feet and, and you're going to not do the happy dance. You'll be dancing, but it won't be the happy dance. So best thing to do is you get yourself a ground mat and again, you'll get that from your caravan supplier. They'll help you. And the beautiful thing about these is they're very clever. They allow the dirt to go through, but not back up. So the dirt falls through, the dirt and sand and whatnot falls through the mat, but doesn't come back up through the mat. So very clever. Now, another thing, and this is a beauty to have, is make sure uh, that you practice putting up your awning. If you've got an awning, practice that. Practice, 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 so that when you arrive, you will save up so much time by knowing what you're doing. Because it's a little bit complicated. Uh, you can make out a little list of what you've got to do because you're going to run from one side to the other and do clicking and do clicking and various other things. So make sure that you know what you're doing. That's important. And also take a couple of guy ropes with you and a couple of tent pegs. They're easy to pack, but you know, pack them up. Make sure they're coloured so that you can see them easily. Uh, and, and make sure, oh, this is a good, that your handle, you'll have, there's a little strap on your awning and there's a hook tool that comes with your caravan and make sure you keep hold of that hook tool. Don't just put it down and drive away and leave it there because you'll then need a ladder to reach up to your awning next time you want to use it. So very importantly, and, and again, use some coloured tape or whatever or paint it up with some day glow so that if wherever you put it, you can see it and then you put it away straight away, you know where it is. Oh, very clever, very clever. And if you've got a, a winding handle for your, uh, for your awning, make sure you don't put that down in long grass either. And then your toilet chemicals, oh, this is a clever one. If you've got a, a portable toilet uh, or... Um, uh, so you're going to need some chemicals. You know, maybe you've got a portable toilet or a toilet in your caravan or whatever, but you need to empty the contents of your toilet fairly regularly. Uh, and believe me, you will you will learn that one the hard way if you don't. Because <laughs> if it's left untreated, it, it can be unpleasant, is what they say, unpleasant. So there's special chemicals that are required. Again, you get these from your caravan supplier. Uh, so special caravan uh, chemicals, they're required. And there's a considerable variety available. There's whole different brands. So whichever one you choose, and this is very, very, very important, ensure that you follow the directions carefully because many caravan parks, they rely on their septic tanks for the sewage. And if you use the incorrect or the improper dose of chemicals, then you can destroy the vital bacteria that's in the septic tank. And we don't want that to happen. We do not want that to happen because, you know, you, you don't 
you just do the right thing. That's the whole thing with caravanning and camping and whatnot, is you just do the right thing and the world smiles back at you. It's beautiful. Last thing, because there's more anyway, the last thing is towing mirrors. You do need towing mirrors. You do need them because your caravan is wider than your tow vehicle and so you do need proper mirrors. So extension mirrors is what they're called. Again, you'll get those from your caravan supplier and they'll allow you to see traffic up the side of your caravan, whereas you, the mirrors that are fitted to your vehicle won't. And if you don't have those on there and Mr. Policeman sees you, then Mr. Policeman isn't going to be happy and that's going to cost you a whole lot more than buying a good set of mirrors. So if you buy the good set of mirrors, happy days, happy Christmas. It's going to be fabulous. Hey, summer's here. We know summer's here. If summer's here, then we've got to have the sunny cowgirls singing summer to us, haven't we? So what about the sunny cowgirls having summer? This is going to be good. You ready? Here we go.
Uh, the sunny goggles. They're good, aren't they? They're good. Now, here's something good. Communications. You need to be able to communicate. Again, if you're new to caravanning, the whole thing to do is to make it as easy as pie. Just as easy as you can possibly make it. So a lot of people will say to you, listen, you're going to reverse in. Uh, watch my hand signals. Do this. Uh, I'm going to drop my hand down this way. I'm going to raise this hand up that way. I'll wiggle two fingers over here. And you know, you're trying to reverse in a big piece of gear and you're not used to it, and you're trying to watch somebody else's hands, and obviously, many times, they're not within sight. So, you know, and they're yelling at you, and you've got your windows down so you can hear them, but nevertheless, you've got your engine going, and you've got revs going, so it's not that easy. One of the easiest things to do is, if you've got a UHF in your car, and I would suggest possibly you have got a UHF in your car, which is your two-way CB radio, get a handheld. Get yourself a handheld radio. They're not dear. Again, Santa's going to bring you something. You've put up with a harsh year this year. Santa should reward you and bring you a handheld. And that way, if there's two of you, or if it's just somebody you're meeting at the campground, get them to just talk you in. And it's so much easier for them to say, you know, go a bit to your left, go a bit to your right, come back a bit, go forward again, whatever it be, so much simpler. So, yeah, rvdaily.com.au, they did this whole thing. You've got to have a toolkit. You've got to have a toolkit. Now, very importantly, with your toolkit, it doesn't need to be the biggest thing. You don't need to take every mechanics tool that you've got, but sometimes screws can come loose and wires can break and hoses can burst, so you need to have a basic toolkit with you, and all you need is basically, basically, some screwdrivers and a hammer and a socket set and things like that, but importantly, you might need WD-40 or you might need some silicon, uh, those sorts of things, but importantly, and this is really, really, oh, major, uh, make sure that the spanners you take are the ones that are going to suit the vehicle that you have. So, you know, make sure that the spanners are the right size because they come in different um, different breeds, if you will. You can have metric and non-metric and uh, Whitworth and, and the other one. So you make sure that you've got the right ones. Very important. I should give you the correct words, but I, I think you've got the gist on that. Spare parts. You need to have some spare parts with you. Just just a few things because sometimes things can break and and if you've got a few little bits and pieces with you like an extra hose fitting or an electrical fuse that you might need or some cable ties or zip ties or hose clamps or duct tape those things are handy to have here's a good one for you spare keys because when you get your caravan you get a wad of keys every lock seems to have a different key so if your caravan's like most, then you end up this wad of keys for your hatches and your doors and your water tank caps and, and all the things. And the last thing you want to do is to lose any of those keys because you're not going to find a replacement that easily. So the best thing to do, this is recommended by so many folks, is to have two sets of keys for your caravan, two complete sets. Now, one set is kept in the van and the other set is kept in your tow vehicle. And then what you do is you have, say, a lanyard, you know, a little lanyard, and you carry a key, the main entry door key, on that lanyard around your neck so you know where that key is. And it's simple to find because it's on a big coloured lanyard. You're going to find it because there's nothing worse than trying to get into a locked van. It's not a, not a lot of fun. Not a lot of fun at all. One of the other things that you've got to be aware of is uh, you've got a whole bunch of different appliances in there. So you've got appliances and fixtures that are all going to be 
different to the ones you've got at home. You've got a different hot water service. You've got a different style air conditioner. You've got a different style toilet. You've got a different style washing machine and an awning and the stereo system's a little bit different, whatever it be. So all of those things are going to have an owner's manual. So make sure that you read those things because it's very important. Yeah, you've got to know how to turn your hot water service on, how to turn it off, you know, where your main source of power is, that your one switch that's going to turn everything on, that sort of stuff. So be aware of that. And the other thing to be aware of is happy hour. Oh, happy hour. Happy hour is a good time. It's a great tradition of caravanners. You get together late afternoon, platters of nibbles, bottle of wine, you share your stories, you do all of that. You only need to have, if there's only two of you in your van, you only need to have a couple of glasses and a couple of cups. You don't need to cater for everybody because everybody will have their own. So you know, don't be surprised if you get a, an invitation to happy hour from a complete stranger because it's one of the things that makes the RV world so much fun. So, yeah. So make sure you've got a, a, some, some biscuits with you, some spare biscuits, maybe some cheese, your favourite dip ready to go, and then you'll see them at happy hour and everybody will have a nice time you take your own little drinks across of course and and that's that's not all the gear you need but that's going to be a lot of fun and pretty soon pretty soon you'll find that it's going to be time for bed pretty soon and if it's going to be time for bed then we might as well have digby richards sing that to us hey? digby richards sings a song called time to go to bed Ah, oh, that's nice. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. The show is called On The Road. I love being on the road with you. If you want more, then all you've got to do is go onto our website, which is ontheroadmedia.com.au. I want to kiss your feet. I want to kiss your hand. I want to touch your soft skin Be your loving man Untie the velvet ribbon You've been wearing in your hair It must be time Time for you and me to go to bed. 
Time to go to bed, Digby Richards. Uh, but it's not time to go to bed. It's not. <laughs> if you had happy hour and you think you're a little bit dozy, you just think of Digby Richards and you think, ah, oh, time to go to bed. So that's the way to get out of the rest of happy hour. But <laughs> the thing we've got to do is we've got to start saying g'day because top parks uh, are now g'day parks. So there's over 200 of them and they're in New South Wales and Northern Territory and Queensland and South Australia and Tasmania and Victoria and Western Australia. So they're one of Australia's leading communities of independent caravan parks and they've, there's something like 280 of them in some really, really sought after destinations. So you'd like, you might get a, a really terrific holiday experience. You might create some lifelong memories. They've got some great accommodation. They've got different categories of parks and they've got cabins and they've got, you know, sites, powered sites, all the things that you want. So there you go. That's the G'day group. Now, the other thing you've got to think about is where are you going to go? And I think this summer's going to be pretty busy. But... But Club 4x4 put a thing out from Red Ark, which was all about the ultimate guide to the Simpson Desert. And that's good, because a lot of people, to the, the Simpson Desert is the last frontier, the final frontier, if you will. When it comes to a, a four-wheel drive adventure and some exploration time, oh, well. Now, it's not necessarily for the faint-hearted, and it's not necessarily for the inexperienced either, because you've got scorching sun even in winter. And you've got extreme remote areas. And in many places, there's nowhere to stop for fuel. There's nowhere to stop for water on many of the tracks. So you need to be, need to be prepared. And you need to be experienced. We'll, we'll put that one fair in there. You need, and importantly, you should go with at least one other car and if not a cluster of cars so that you've got some security and you've got different brains working on different problems because that's good. So when's the best time to go? Well, your time frame's fairly limited because the desert's closed during the summer. So that's between October and May it's closed because of the extreme heat. I mean, you're talking extreme. So it doesn't mean that travelling between May and October is necessarily easy. It's not. But the temperatures can then range around about the 30 degrees mark during the day and about 4 degrees Celsius at night. So you've got to be prepared for both extremes. So how long to explore the Simpson? That's a pretty good question. Well, you need the time to explore. And that, that depends on the, the track that you want to do. And being, it's harsh. It's harsh. It's unforgiving. Uh, there is not much room just for winging it when it comes to deciding on your time frame. You need to... You need to plan a lot. So depending upon what track you want to do, that'll dictate how long you're going to spend in the desert. The French line, well, that can be done in maybe three or four days. But if you're looking to tackle the Hay River or the Hay River track, then you'll be needing maybe nine or ten days. And many of those travel times don't include getting to and from your destination. So 
<laughs> there you go. Now, what sort of vehicle you need? Well, it's got to be incredibly well prepared. It's As we said, it's not a trip for novice drivers. You need to really have your wits about you, which means joining, I would suggest to you, join a four-wheel drive club so that you can learn more about you, learn more about your vehicle, and learn more about what your vehicle can do. So your vehicle, you, you need to be capable of working your vehicle in extreme off-road conditions. And you need to be able to carry all the supplies and all the gear that's needed. And when you choose your vehicle, uh, you need to be able to choose a vehicle that can actually traverse the Simpsons. So a four-wheel drive with low range capability is an absolute essential, absolute essential. It needs to be able to do low range. You can't just... Uh, go out there with something that you think is an all-wheel drive. No, you need a four-wheel drive with low range. So the size of your vehicle also depends so many things, but you've got to take those into consideration because there's no fuel, as we mentioned, and there's no water along so much of the track. So you need to be able to take enough fuel and enough water and so you don't get stranded. And carrying all that liquid, just it adds considerable weight because a litre of liquid is roughly a kilogram. So, you know, you put you put 80 litres of fuel, you've got another 80k. You know, you've got 80 litres of water, you've got another 80k, there's 160k. So you need to think about what other supplies you can bring. And the Simpson track... Oh, don't forget, you need to have a flag as well. You need to have the flag mounted to your front pull bar or your front of your vehicle so that vehicles that are coming on can see you. Now, all the Simpson tracks are off-road. You, you need to have recovery gear. It's highly recommended, as I said to you, highly recommended that you travel with other vehicles because in an emergency, they can help you out. So, But you do have to have a full recovery kit, including traction aids. And if you can, some sort of satellite or emergency communication on hand and, and something that's easily accessible, uh, including all your recovery gear, should be a whole range of car spare parts. So in case you need to do a bit of on-the-road mechanics. So, you know, spare fare belts. Fan belts are a, a major thing that you should have with you. Now, there's many tracks and many lines through the Simpson Desert, uh, and you've got to decide and focus on the few that you're going to do, the most popular, most well-traversed, and for any of those, you can get some help through HEMA guides. HEMA is H-E-M-A, HEMA guides, so check those out. The Hay River Track, well, that's located in the northern Simpson Desert. The Hay River Track stretches from Jervois Station in the Northern Territory to Popple Corner in Queensland. It's one of the shorter tracks in the Simpson. Uh, the track itself can be done as little as, say, four days. Uh, although it is worthwhile to allocate some extra days either side to get from Alice Springs to Jervois and from Popple Corner back to Birdsville once the track is finished. And then coming up from Alice Springs, it starts at Jervois, which is a large working station in the Northern Territory, and Jervois Station is the last place to get fuel and some supplies before you reach Birdsville. And when you get to Birdsville, you've got to go to the bakery, of course, and you've got to go to the pub, but <laughs> that's another thing. But the last campsite before you hit the Hay River track is Batten Hill, and it's about 80k from the Plenty Highway. It's the last place to use a toilet, a shower, and refill your water supplies before you venture into the desert. So the Hay River track itself, well, it's a well-defined track. It passes through the plains of mostly low grasses and spinifex. It's the first landmark you'll come across on the track is the Tropic of Capricorn. Now that's, there's a photo stop right there. It's a latitudinal line that crosses Australia. It's marked by a small worn sign on the edge of the track. And from here, it's worth venturing the approximately about a 10k detour from the track to pass Lake Caroline. So it's a soft, sandy drive and Bit of fun. It's taxing on your fuel, though, because, see, when you're in low range, you're using a lot more fuel, so you've got to allow for that. So it is taxing on your fuel reserves, and it always pays to pack a few extra litres again 
if you're going to explore the area. So, you know, fuel and water, they're, they're the two things you've got to have. So back on the main track, there's no designated campsites, bush camping's available wherever you choose to set up, but it always pays to set up camp earlier rather than later to avoid having it set up in the dark because as the Hay River track continues, the Hay River bed turns into a series of narrow creek beds and eventually arrives at Madigan's camps 15 and 16 and that's where the Hay River track intersects with the Madigan line. So there's so much for you to do. Oh golly, so much for you to do. So, you know, you're going to be busy probably with the Christmas holidays now, but that's something that you can plan for 2021. I think that's really worthwhile. Now, if you're going to go to the Outback, well, you might as well join the Outback Club. If you're going to join the Outback Club, then you better go with Lee Kernigan. So here's Lee Kernigan singing the Outback Club for you. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. This show is called On the Road. If you like it, tell your friends. And, and just go onto our website. Send me an email, scott at Mr. So- scott at ontheroadmedia.com.au, scott at ontheroadmedia.com.au. Dot com. Dot au. It's good being with you. Here we go. Here's Lee Kernigan. Don't back down and we don't give up 
Oh, there you go. There you go, Lee Kerrigan, the Outback Club. Always good. And I tell you what's always good is having you with me each and every time we get to do this. And don't forget, we go national. We're on the vast satellite network. But right now, that's about the end of the show, which is sad. Oh, I know. But next week, oh, next week, you've got to come back next week because I'm going to start playing some some Christmas songs, Aussie Christmas songs for you as we go all the way through to Santa Claus time. And I think that'll be terrific. And you've got to pick out what you want for, for Christmas because they tell me, they tell me Santa Claus can come in, doesn't need to have a mask. So, hey, we can we can see Santa Claus again, and that's beautiful. That means Christmas time is coming. So we get the start of a new year pretty shortly after that too. <laughs> we get rid of 2020. All righty. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. This show is on the road. Thanks for joining me. You're terrific.